Hey guys, 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 I actually got what I wanted on this one. We got the new Garden versus Rossi fight. It didn't turn out as well as we wanted, but at least I could think of a million reasons why Joseph Newgarden will be happy. Welcome back to Motorsport 101. Well, technically it's half a million dollars, but hey, who, who's counting? But you know, but, you know, is, is this just a few? Is just a few hundred thousand dollars between friends? Welcome to episode three seventy three of Motorsport One Hundred and One, and on this episode, we're going to be going through the IndyCar Sotso Grand Prix at Road America, my favorite round on the IndyCar calendar every year. I love Road America. I love jokes about deep fried cheese curds and bratwurst. It's my favorite. It's a great track. We had a very well, I wouldn't say amazing, but I would say certainly a very intriguing tactical race again, just a bit like Detroit we had last week. Um, and we got the matchup we were all kind of hoping for in this one with New Garden against Rossi, and uh, yeah, it was Joseph that came out on top in this one. But uh, we'll talk a little bit about that in a bit. But first, let's go around the panel. First up, RJ O'Connell. How's how are you doing now? Your man's a million bucks richer. That's of. right. Joseph Newgarden has won an additional $1 million uh, for winning all three disciplines of racing. Uh, I consider this a huge victory for us. Joseph is going to spend that money responsibly on some amount of baby baby supplies. And of course, $100 worth of McDonald's. Which, by the way, how, how would you all spend $100 at McDonald's? Oh, uh, I have no idea. You better not be uh, buying for your own damn selves. No, I'll, I'll, this... uh, I'll take a double, triple bossy deluxe on a raft, four by four animal style, <laughs> extra shiggles with a shimmy and a squeeze, light axle grease, make it cry, burn it, and let it swim. <laughs> he was hiding the pickles. Cam Buckley was hiding the pickles under his tongue the whole time. <laughs> He's even got the pickles from last time, too. Um, <laughs> I would probably just order, just because I could, I would just say, get me $100 worth of nuggets. Enough to fill the Boardwater Trophy if I could keep it. <laughs> there you go. See? See? You're on uh, my way. I think I would split it. I think I would split it between nuggets, uh, nuggets, fresh McDonald's french fries. Is their best when they're fresh. Absolutely. And uh some 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 uh Royale with cheeses. Royales with cheese. <laughs> Ooh, good plan. Good plan. I love, I love that Steve in the chat says skip the filet filet fish though. <laughs> you what do you think what do you what kind of podcast do you take us for, Steve? <laughs> Don't let him answer that question. Also, King is here as well. How, how you doing, King? Yeah, I'm doing well. Uh, thinking, hey, who gets the uh, tax deductible for donating that half million dollars from dollars in charity? That's a, that's a lot of money saving taxes right there. Mm. So, so, <laughs> only King would ask. Well, what, what about the taxes on this? <laughs> Brilliant! Oh, I love it. But uh, yeah, we're going to be talking all about IndyCar's Grand Prix at Road America. We'll be talking about the main headline fight that dominated pretty much most of the proceedings here, which was obviously Joseph Newgarden and Alex Rossi, the pole sitter, 
um, arguably the two strongest dudes around this track. It turns out that, yes, they were in a race for, with each other for the win. And, uh, yeah, whew, it's going to be a wild it was, it was a wild one. We had five cautions <laughs> across the 55 laps. Say the line. Championship implications. Yay. All of them. Massive championship implications up and down the field. Marcus Ericsson didn't fluke one. Alex Pillow was put in the gravel by accident by Marcus Ericsson. Will Power got speared by Devlin D. Francesco. There was ramifications up and down the field. How do Ward's engine died? Except it didn't die. Something else shut off. Oh. Oh, McLaren. It wasn't a good day for our McLaren friends out there. So we'll be talking about all of that, where Marcus Ericsson fits into all of this, because, hey, anyone that thought the 500 might have been a fluke? Well, you know, second doesn't hurt. Just just throwing that out there in the in the midst of the chaos of the uh, Polo Clash and what else. And we'll be talking all about the racecraft in general, because this was a wild one with a lot of varying degrees of negligence. Um, and some of it, Straight up dirty. We'll talk all about that over the next half an hour plus or so. But basically, you can find us real quick. We're on YouTube.com forward slash Motorsport 101. We're on Facebook.com forward slash Motorsport 101. We're on Twitter at Motorsport underscore 101. If you want to follow our personal handles, you can at Harrison101HD, at RJ O'Connell, at Ryan Eric King, and at cbuckley 917 You can follow us on Instagram at Motorsport101Pod for all the updates and all that content. Um, you can also check us out on our website, Motorsport101.com, with all of the race reviews and all of our content on the website, including some bonus blogs written by yours truly as well. Um, and if you really, really like us, you can back us financially on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Motorsport101. You can follow us on there for some early access and some perks. You love them. And, uh, yeah, thank you very much for anyone that follows us on there. Right, let's get into the IndyCar Grand Prix at Road America. I've said it five times. I'm going to say it a sixth time. I wanted this new Garden Rossi fight so bad. I did I was, too. I was gushing about it at Detroit. I was really hoping we'd get a sick one. We got one. And, but, and while it, it didn't have maybe the pure intensity of a wheel-to-wheel scrap, it was layered in a lot of tactics and intrigue. Rossi did qualify on pole, as mentioned earlier, but he lost the lead due to some brilliant work in the pits from Team Penske and some astonishingly fast outlaps from Newgarden. He at one point had a lead as big as seven seconds, but Rossi reeled him back in with some undercuts and some very fast laps indeed. It was turning into a bit of a stalemate with Newgarden, maybe three seconds in front. And then Pato Awards car shuts off with six laps to go, forcing a caution. Oh. But don't worry, we're setting up a five-lap restart, and Elio Castroneves spins it back. Take two, three laps to go. Joseph Newgarden gets the perfect launch at the front. Alexander Rossi gets swarmed by Marcus Erickson. Just the way she goes sometimes. Yep, it's, it's, it was a Newgarden... Ericsson Rossi podium, but not only that for Newgarden, he also would claim the one million dollar people's ready bonus for winning at each type of IndyCar discipline, street track, road track, and oval. In fact, let's not forget he's the only man in the field to have actually won more than one race this season. He's won three. He's won at all three different disciplines, so he takes the people ready force for good one million dollar bonus prize. Half of it goes to charity, and he's uh, given uh, $250,000 to Wags and Walks 
um, which is a dog shelter, and serious fun camps to help a global community with camps and programs serving children with serious illnesses. Good for Joseph. Great causes. And, of course, hey, an extra half million in the back pocket is uh, pretty nice, if I do say so myself, in the grand scheme of things. But, gentlemen, how was that for a fight for the win at the front of the field? I, I thought it was okay. Uh, obviously, uh, I'm thrilled that Joseph Newgarden finally got to live his dream of being Bill Elliott circa 1985, collecting a one giant $1 million check. Um First of all, I want to say that first pit stop really stuck out to me. Penske's pit crews just keep finding a way to put their drivers in position to succeed. That was a five, that was a subset second stop, and I thought they short filled him. But it wasn't. He, he ran just a normal, <coughs> he just ran a normal stint for the next 15 or so laps. And then Joseph drives a pretty commanding race at the front. It, it looked like Rossi was going to wheel him in. Maybe. It's strange to think that maybe those late cautions might have done more harm than good. I'm not entirely sure, mm. but you know, this wasn't the greatest road America race in history, but you know, I was, I was pretty entertained with what I saw and there's championship implications because uh, other than those wins, Joseph Newgarden has been pretty hit or miss all season. And of course he had a rough month of May, but Nine races left, going into a three-week summer break. <clears throat> Joseph Newgarden's 32 points outside of the championship lead. The drive for title number three is still going on because it is asked for cup season, baby. It certainly is. I mean, Cam, what did you make of it? When is Penske going to stop giving their drivers a hard time for the championship by, you know, getting good at the Indy 500 again? I know. Because it feels like every year, Joseph is out here fighting for the title, even though the Indy 500 is just a big, just a, a tall, refreshing glass of disappointment. <laughs> um, With plenty of mid. Pl plenty of mid, plenty of bits to drink. Um, <laughs> this is an ongoing theme from our last episode. Uh, yeah, we got a fairly good tension race. Not a whole lot as far as wheel-to-wheel, -wheel, at least at the front of the field. Mm. <coughs> but yeah, it brings them, you know, we got nine races left. 32 points is not that big of a gap. It isn't. It's, but uh, it... the person right behind him is the guy who's he's trying to chase. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not ideal, to say the least. It's crazy. I mean... Not many of the title contenders coming out of this race had a good day. I mean, we'll get the into only some of ones were the front two. Yeah. Marcus Erickson, good day. Joseph Newgarden, very good day. Very rich day. Every, say, everyone Alexander else? Rossi is, <laughs> Alexander Rossi is slowly inching his way up in the top ten. Yeah, but he lost. But he lost ground to the two uh, actually fighting for the title at the front because there's such a there's such a big points gap behind them that I don't know if he can run that down. He's he's, he's gained ground to the midfield, but not to the guys he actually wants to beat mm. because he's seventh now at two hundred and eighteen points. He's seventy five behind championship leader Marcus <coughs> Ericsson, which is still a weird thing to say. But um, I mean, King, how, how did you find it at the front? Uh, it was definitely very interesting because after that initial set, 
of cautions. It was Newgard and Rossi all day at the front, though that long last stint, it seemed that it was like Rossi was out of it, that the gap stayed around two to three seconds and there was no way for him to close the distance. And that that last caution was that chance <laughs> for him to for him to try to win the race. But then that initial restart. He didn't. Yeah, because Magnuson was right. I mean, because Erickson was right on him. <laughs> I think I also remember during that last round of pit stops, Rossi had come in and as he was coming out, he had to wait for, of all people, Scott McLaughlin to get into his bots and that held him up in the pits and that didn't really help matters. It didn't like a lot. It was a lot of the little things that came back to bite Rossi on this one. It was, uh, it was the little things like, like the, the outlaps on the first stint, the restarts in general, Joseph nailed every restart he had at the front of the crew. It wasn't Ro- that Rossi got bad restarts. It's just that Joseph Newgarden, uh, did not, uh, suffer a, a, a tragic gear selection issue on the final restart this time. Oh, oh, don't remind him. I've never seen Joseph as angry as he was after that race. So that he thought that he was going to win on the final lap as he was stuck in fifth gear. Uh, brutal, brutal, brutal. Um, but hey, like I said, Joseph got the got the, got a huge dub. He took off, and like I said, the the million dollar triple crown bonus goes to him. As Joseph gets half of that, so I mean. We didn't get a big crescendo at the end, which would have been the perfect way to round that off. We, you know, a golden chance for Rossi to really go at Joseph um, head-to-head at the end of that race. And if anything, it was the complete opposite because he was caught napping and Marcus Ericsson beat him, even though Rossi had about 40 seconds more push to pass. Um, oh. Marcus, Marcus still held on um, to finish in second. But, um, I mean... It, I do like these sort of time attack races. It's one of my soft spots as a racing fan, where you get to see just see two dudes either manage or to drive on their own as fast as they can, lap after lap. And it was tenths, hundredths of a second between them on on good chunks of these races on pure pace alone. It was a fascinating race from that regard, at least. And like I said, I they're not the most entertaining to watch, but I do find those sorts of battles quite thrilling sometimes in their own way. It's what it's like my little like dirty fetish as a as a racing fan, as weird as that is to say. Because I know a lot of people don't like those sorts of races. But for me, it's one of it's one of those one of those kinks for me, I suppose. Time to add time to add something to my Tinder profile. (laughs) (laughs) Likes time attack races. Um, six foot two. Um, you know, tall, dark, and handsome, etc. But uh, I mean, we got to talk a little bit about Marcus Ericsson behind him as well. And Marcus had a day, um, to say the least. Um. Before he finished in second by stealing Alex Rossi's lunch money at the end of that race, um, he put his teammate in the gravel um, accidentally, but as Richard Hammond would say, very accurately. Um, he took a dive at Alex Pillow with one of the early cautions because we had three in the first seven laps. Um, and when Marcus made a late dive at turn three, um, there was some contact towards the end of the overtake. The I want to say Cam, it broke the suspension link on Pelot's car. Yeah, it broke the uh, broke the left front corner on his car. Yeah, um, it put below in it put Pelot in the gravel. He was unable to recover. He had to be towed back to the pits. They got him going again, for, obviously for some. If there's any other retirement, he can maybe able to get the odd point here and there. But it, it essentially ended Pelot's day early. 
Um, and well, it's had it's 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 a it's a body blow for Polo in the title. He's now forty seven. He's almost an entire race back now from his own teammate in Marcus Ericsson in the number eight car. Who hit um, him? <laughs> oh boy! But uh, on top of that, yeah, despite all that, Marcus Ericsson comes through in second. It was a, a very very good result from gentlemen. What did you make of the past uh, um, uh, in general? Because it was a very talked about. Polo was. Angry. After that was that a, it, it, there was still like that. That very. It, it didn't sound like a total rageaholic, but that was no. probably the most upset that I've seen him uh, in his short IndyCar career. But mm. I'd like to think that you know after the race they they had a chance to sort that out. It it didn't. It didn't I, look I, malicious. It I just, just think it was it was cataclysmically unlucky because. Yeah. Uh, Nine out of ten times, they bang wheels, and that's the end of it. Mm-hmm. But this was the tenth time, and it broke Polo's car. Although we did get the meme. We got the meme out of this, and this time it actually applies. <laughs> Everyone hate, knows the meme. I, I, I hate that it took me like 15 minutes to realize, oh, wait, this isn't Ericsson here, this meme. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Mm. Let me turn in my F1 fan card now because I was late to that party. Let me tell you. Um, honestly, I don't think Marcus has too much to answer for regarding that overtake. Was it late? Yeah, a little bit. It was certainly a late move for Marcus to take the inside, but he had the space. Polo left the door open. Marcus put it in there, and I think by the time they hit each other, Marcus has got three quarters of a car in front. Yeah. Um, as far as I'm concerned, that's Marcus's move to complete, and it's Marcus's corner at that point in time. I think Polo probably should have made a business decision and backed out of that a little bit earlier. But it's one. It, he is, it still is unlucky because, like, like as RJ's completely, I think he's completely right in saying, you know, nine times out of ten. You bang wheels. That's yeah, the end. Of one it. corner up the road, Christian Lundgaard hip checks Renus VK, and they both go on and finish the race. Yeah, Christian Lundgaard finished tenth. By the way, congratulations yeah. to Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan Racing. You have finally showed up this year. Oh, dear. you we, showed we, up this year, and you're worse than you were last year. Congratulations. <laughs> It's it's weird. We we dissed them one week ago for for having questions about their three car expansion. So of course they get two cars in the top ten next time round. <laughs> Way to go, guys. Way to go, everybody. I mean, look, it's regarding Marcus, like I said, I don't think he's got a lot to answer for in that one. I think it was a, it was a hard move, but I think it was a reasonably fair one. Um, I think, again, Polo was unlucky. I can understand why he'd be frustrated. Um, it was a hard move, especially on a teammate and especially that early on. But I think a lot of that is just racing driver semantics. It's like, you're my teammate. Oh, oh, it's, it's early for that sort of pass. And I'm like, well... No, it's like it's like the unwritten rules are unwritten for a reason, personally. <laughs> um, but you know, it's I, I think Polo should have backed out of that a bit early. I think it was a bit silly that he tried to stick it in there and I mean, just stay around the outside and hope for the best. I mean, Marcus was winning that fight. There is no, there is no getting around it at that point. But overall, title con- credentials, he's not going away, folks. I mean. It's still. I mean, I, I well, love what. Yeah. Go, go, okay. unfor- unfortunately, 
there was a different title leader going into this race, but his day was more or less destroyed from very early on. King, I'm going to let you take this one. <laughs> oh, man. So, well, uh, it, <laughs> not a title leader. One, one Jimmy Johnson. Like I, I like. Should we even spend time on this? Tur- turn three at Road America, which I mean, for all intents and purposes, it is turn two. Uh, but turn three, Jimmy at the back of the field. Thanks. Hey, I could you know cheekily pick up a pick up a position. Well, or at least stay as close to the front as I can. Uh, just let me pull alongside Tatiana Calderon. Oh, wait, she's moving to the track edge, and there was only enough room for one car, and that room is gone. Looks like I'm going to have to head off into the grass now. Whoops, I just stalled my car. Someone please help me. <laughs> uh, what did you, uh, what did you make about the one afterwards where your good friend, your, your, your sim racing, uh, colleague? Idol- Colleague, <laughs> uh, partner in crime, Devlin DeFrancesco <laughs> spears the championship leader going down down the hill into turn five. I want, yeah, that that incident where, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like his justification that oh. Will was racing me hard in three, then the run down to five, you know, I, I went went to the outside, moved to the inside. I've done the move before, he says. Like, I don't know if you can tell here, but Ryan King is trying really, really <laughs> hard not to say what he really thinks <laughs> about this incident, because many swear words were discussed as this exchange happened. In fact... I'll let you in on a little secret. On our Discord, one of our supporters literally changed their account name after this incident to, quote, fuck Devlin D. Francesco. <laughs> oh, my God. Was it Zoe? No, it was James Calantis, actually. James, <laughs> one of our Patreon backers. <laughs> James, good man. Uh, <laughs> Thanks uh, for backing us. Um, I, but, uh, there's your shout-out for the day. Um... Uh, it, it was it was a zero. It was a negative percentage move. Will was in the middle of the track. Devlin had no way around him, so instead he drove through him. Yeah, and and Devlin's defense. Well, Devlin's defense is that Will moved. If he did, it wasn't like by a lot. Like it was hardly. It was negligible. The thing is, like Devlin didn't just like he he didn't borderline miss this. He missed this by half a foot. Yeah. So like if if Will say moved and you know Devlin you know goes outside back inside to make the move, you'd assume that Will turned into him. No, no. Devlin goes straight into the back of him. Yep. Straight into the back. Puts power in the wall. Loses his entire front and wing. Drops him to the back of the field because of the caution and having to get his front wing changed. He would eventually go on to finish 19th. But on top of that, Power extracted some revenge later <laughs> on in the race. Now, like I, what we thought was funny about IndyCar's pre-race coverage about this race was the conversion of willpower into, quote, the Zen Master. The new, calmer, chiller, more relaxed willpower. Yeah, I, 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 I get what they're coming from, but well... 
<laughs> it's like, you know, from being angry and throwing his gloves at Detroit last year when his car stalled and he, and he cost him what probably would have been the win and, you know, to this year where he's head bobbing and weaving, you know, the locks are on full display. He's all chilled about it. And uh, I love that the radio message in the middle of that race was, you wait till I see this guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, it, it, like, gentlemen, I think you can relate to this one better than me because you're all much bigger NASCAR fans than me. Do you remember when when Jeff Gordon said to Clint Boyer, I'm getting this ass? <laughs> that, that, that's kind of how it felt. And uh, <laughs> while I do not agree with Will's behavior on track, I did find it absolutely hilarious, so I allow it. <laughs> yes, because... Um, because the thing is, like, I think we can say across the board, on-track aggression has been high this year in IndyCar. Massively. It has. Like, and there is no one... Y'all y'all can talk about Romain Grosjean all you want. No one has been innocent here. Hey, <laughs> by the way, I want to... I at least respect willpower, even if you don't agree with, with the little tap of the cool-down lap. At least he's not... All bark, no bite. Graham Rahal with the chair, with the with Roman Grosjean right beside him. He could game in his race like he said he was going to after Barber, and he just lets Roman Graham Roman Grosjean put him in a hurt locker. <laughs> oh, Lord. Look. Bra- brackets. Be about it. Bra- 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 brackets. We don't actually endorse retaliatory action in, ra- in race car driving in general, but we do find it funny on occasion. We don't endorse it, but it's way funnier if you just ignore that side of your brain. Okay, cool. Carry yeah. on. Yeah, um, yeah, just shut off that part of your brain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Romain Grosjean pulled up next to him, said "bitch," and drove by. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I saw a man get scoop pile driver in the back of a car at Bowman Gray Stadium this weekend. <laughs> not, nothing, nothing I saw out of that IndyCar race could ever top that amount of unhinged aggression. No, definitely not. You ever, was... you ever unbuckle your seatbelt to flip someone off through the other side of your car? <laughs> it takes some effort. No, I was going to say, like, regarding power, if I'm being slightly serious for just a moment here, you can't do what Willpower did. Don't no. do that person. Do not retaliate on, on track like that by using your car as a weapon. Yeah, it especially will... in open wheel cars. Especially in open wheel cars. Don't. <laughs> Don't do that. It, it, it's not fun. It's not clever. And honestly, Power probably should have been handed a, a severe penalty for that because you can't you can't do that. That was completely unnecessary. However, it is funny. It <laughs> is funny. Yeah, like your solution for all of us. We could simply we we could simply remove Devlin De Francesco because the man's wheel to wheel racing is bad. Like I ideally in that situation, horrible. You just, you just Wait till till you get back to pit lane. You unstrap. You get out the car. Wait for Devlin to get back to pit lane, and he unstraps and gets out of your car. Then you throw hands. Yeah, I would much rather see them engage in actual fisticuffs in the back of the garage. Like like I, I would much ra- like, honestly, I would feel much less guilty about the situation if Willpower simply gave him a scoop pile driver on top of the back of Devlin's car. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, that would be hilarious. And afterwards, he could still pretend like he's the Zen master. Afterwards, say, no, it was fine, you know. I've not seen him yet, but you know, I'm sure we'll talk it out. It'll be absolutely fine. He didn't hit me, and that's what's most important. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Like, and I love the Jason in the chat also suggests, one, Goldberg would be proud, and two, Will versus Devlin in a Hell in a Cell match. Um, we did just have the I'm picking, I'm picking willpower 10 out of 10 times. Oh, yeah, like that. Like, willpower is like the sort of guy that if he snaps, is just going to pile driver you. Um, it, it, I, I wouldn't I, recommend I, I don't know if you bring Kurt Angle in with a milk truck, th- this equation changes dramatically. Oh, because <laughs> we know Will's lactose intolerant. Oh, oh god, it's <laughs> a huge weakness. Like, you can't, you can't have that. I mean, Cam made a good point about all of this as well. Is it just me, or is IndyCar getting more and more aggressive? Because, like, the hip check into the grass is now, by all accounts, a legal move. And I just... I'm it's not been sure. basically all year. Like, I'm not sure if I agree with that, personally. Yeah. <laughs> like, a little, a little bit of it, you don't want, you don't want to add too much, right? <laughs> it's, getting, like, it's getting a little old. It is. We we saw this a lot at the at the um, GMR Grand Prix of Indy, where like I think it was Renus VK that was put on the grass, um, and, just, Roman, and Roman, and and I think Scott at one yep. point, uh, Scotty Mack. Yeah, McLaughlin did as well. Where like it's now okay to hip hip check someone into the grass if, if you run out of road, and that's now legal in IndyCar as far as I'm aware, and. I don't like that race craft. I don't like uh, that's too far for me. Personally. To be fair, I like that you can bump a little and it's not going to destroy your race. I think we all agree that. I think some sure. people wish Formula One was more like that most times. Mm. Yeah, but you know, I, I do get that the worry that like this could descend into full British shoeing car championship banger racing. Yeah, I or chain racing at Bowman Gray. Who knows? Yeah, I had a good friend, um, Susan, who's on our Discord server, talked to me about this and was just like, "Yeah, this you just don't." It's like when the when the Grosjean Ray Hall incident from Barber came up. It was like I think Grosjean likes to take advantage of the fact you can bump and bang a bit more in these cars compared to Formula One cars when he was over in that suit. And I was like, "Yeah, you're probably spot on in that regard because." The, the way the cars are, you can do this a bit more. You can be a bit more aggressive compared to Formula One. And so I'm not like massively against all of this, but I do, you know, want to acknowledge that this seems a bit much. Like Renus VK, for example, was in the walls this race <laughs> regarding that. Him and Lungard. Lungard just straight up body checked him into the grass. And it was okay. And Lungard would finish 10th on the day, his best finish in IndyCar to date. Yeah, it's like, I personally, again, don't like it, Uh, though I wouldn't straight, like, if someone does it, they get a penalty or something, I'd probably give out a warning if they do an aggressive move like that, just so they know, hey, calm it down, and if they continue to do that, then start handing out penalties. Nuance, can get out of here. (laughs) The problem is, I'm not sure IndyCar's rulebook allows for because they don't do time penalties. Like, so it's like... You can ask them to give the position back. Yeah. Okay, that could work. And then they just go and and, and just hit check it again. <laughs> it's like it's like I right. get the stop and go. <laughs> yeah, because that's what that is what Devlin got for putting Will Power 
Wins. onto the grass. <laughs> like onto the wall, I should say. Like I understandable penalty. Even though like understandable penalty because Will still was still in the race. But if if Will Power had to retire from the race due to that incident, like it felt like that was a light penalty. Yeah. Like, for, for how severe the incident was. Yeah. Yeah. Because an IndyCar stop and go penalty is literally stop in your box and then go again. It's not like Formula One where you've got to park it for 10 seconds first. Well, you, you can get one or the other in F1. We've seen stop and goes and we've seen timed stop and goes. Yeah. Right. Uh, depending on severity. Th- this one, I, I was fine with it being a stop and go. But man, it just looks so amateur. It, it it does. It it, it, it was bushly from what from from Devlin on, on that one. He's like, you this is not eye racing. You can't <laughs> you can't just weave three times down a back straight and then send it down the inside of someone when and and not expect the guy in front to defend himself somewhat. That's kind of how motorsport works. Um, you know, it's not you're not Barry Sanders on the football field where you can just spin and juke everybody. You've got to pick a line and stick to it eventually. Um, just just amateur hour, really, from Devon on that one, and yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm not sure how far you go along the, along the line of punishments for that one, especially if if Powell was unable to continue. Um, he was, like I said, he was able to finish 19th on the day, but oof, not not sure I agree with that one per se. I, I think that could have been harsher, and honestly, like Power should have probably had the same for next round for, for, for the way he retaliated towards the end of that race, because that's out of order. You yeah. can't do that. Um, that is completely Dude, just get out of the car and flip him the double bird. Yeah, you, uh, that way you'll just, you'll just get fined. That's the end of the matter, you know? <laughs> like, we, we almost had Sage Karam fight Ed Carpenter a few years ago. That's what I'd rather see than, than like, hit checks on cooldown laps. Look, like, look, you're telling me you wouldn't want to see Sebastian Bourdais and Paul Tracy beat the shit out of each other? We did see them. We, we kind of got I mean, to we see We should them see it more. We, they, got a, they got a shove-in. Shove-in is not fighting. Shove-in is the tool of the coward. You throw a closed fist like a real man. <laughs> With your helmet off, etc., etc. Yeah. Oh dear, oh dear. But uh, yeah, not ideal. Not not actually at all. I mean, be- before we get out of here, gents, as well. Like, do, do, do you see a future for the title for Marcus? Maybe if he keeps yeah. it going. If he hangs on through July, <laughs> you cannot ignore on. this guy going forward. Um, his only misstep, real misstep, this year was at Long Beach, and before he put it in the wall and almost took out Scott Ditson, he was still running third. Mm. Yeah. He was. But at the same time, um, I don't really think Rossi's in it, but New Garden is doing his patented post Indy 500 uh, run. And the everyone, down should, everyone should be scared of that. Yeah, I, I love the fact that last week when we talked about Detroit, King talked about the table. We are coming up to that point. Because IndyCar's about is now on break for the next three weeks. Um, IndyCar will not be back until July 3rd at Mid-Ohio. This is some, this is, I guess you could call it their summer break, if you want to call it that. Yes. Um, is it, they're back on July 3rd at Mid-Ohio. We have five races in the month of July. Let, <laughs> let, me just, let me just point this out here. 
like July in mid-Ohio, then Toronto, the first summer in Toronto in three years on the 17th, then two races in Iowa as an oval doubleheader, one 250-mile race, one 300-mile race at Iowa um, over, over the July 23rd, 24th weekend, and then the second Grand Prix at Indianapolis, hopefully without rain and lightning this time, on July 30th. And even then, the week after that, they, they race in Nashville again. So after we come back... <laughs> We have six races in six weeks. Oh, my Lord. God help us all um, on that one. Whoever comes through that block of July on top, I think, has got a serious chance at the title. There's a little bit of everything in there. You've got road courses, street courses, and two ovals in there, too. It's going to be a hell of a block, and it's going to be a fun one. I look forward to seeing how that turns out. Remember, Marcus Erickson... With a 27 point lead in the championship now over Will Power and Joseph Newgarden right there, 32 back as well. Also, Paul went out for Pado Award, whose car just died with six laps to go when he was running, I think, fifth. Um, like uh, being no low in the championship. This yeah. time it wasn't even McLaren, it wasn't even his fault. No. Yeah, electrical issues. Yeah, just one of those things. Like, not again. Not many title contenders had a good day on this one. Um, it was a bit of a bloodbath in IndyCar on this one, on and off the track, uh, metaphorically and literally. It was a wild one, but a very fun one. I said IndyCar back in three weeks' time. We'll see you in July for the 200 at Mid Ohio, or as we like to call it, Dixon Land. <laughs> maybe Dixon can save his title run if he takes a dominant win there or something, because that'll be fun. <laughs> also, I love that Zoe and a Discord server tagged me and said, quote, one, SRX time, <laughs> which is, that's going to be a fun one as well, watching that. And uh, two, correction, it was Ed fighting Sage. Well, yeah, yeah that, you're right on that one. It was Ed Carmen trying to scrap it out with someone they, half they his both, age. They both wanted to fight each other. Oh, yeah. Like, I love that Ed even... Even though he was old enough to be Sage Karam's dad, for I'm going to take on this collegiate wrestler and see what happens. <laughs> because when you want to fight that badly, you throw all logic out of the window. I love it. Ed Carpenter, true scrapper. We love to see it. Well, I yeah, if I drank straight buttermilk, I want to fight people too. <laughs> he almost got me on that wagon. Thank God he didn't win the 500. So, like, like I said, IndyCar back next time. Uh, for that next episode, I believe will be MotoGP's German Grand Prix. And I say it with sadness, for the first time in 11 years, we will not have Mark Marquez win the German Grand Prix. That's a sentence in itself, isn't it? My word. He's still gone perfect when he's participated. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm holding out hope. Something will happen. Next thing you know, Mark Marquez is out there kicking it like on a kick scooter. He's out for. there swimming today in a, in his sling in his cast. He's uh he's living he's living a better life than he was three weeks ago. He he's was that, different, and and that's good. If 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 all else fails, he can have like the mechanical enhanced arm like Will Smith's character in iRobot. Um, because <laughs> why not? And apparently, according to the breaking news, you just got in our chat. Miguel Oliveira will reveal his future on Thursday. Drama. So, ne so ne next time you're taking my talents to South Beach. I'm taking <laughs> my talents to the new to the new motorcycle racing leagues funded by the PIF. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing Thursday? Let's live stream our reaction. 
We're going to live stream um, our reaction. I'm, do- I'm doing nothing. I'm out of work for a week with COVID. Yeah, like, we're uh. going to sit down on our Discord. We're going to watch as Miguel Oliveira announces he's marrying another stepsister. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Andre Harrison. Basically, you can find us one more time. We're on youtube.com forward slash motorsport one. I think I just killed Cam. I think something some doing. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash motorsport 101. We're on Twitter, motorsport underscore 101. Our personal handles at, um, at Harrison 101HD and RJ O'Connell and Ryan Eric King. I would say follow Cam at CBuckley917, but I don't think there's going to be updates for a little while. Um, have fun with that one. Um, we're on our website, motorsport101.com, our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash motorsport101. Our Instagram page is on there as well, motorsport101. Follow us on there. We'll be back for the German Grand Prix, the non-Mark Marquez edition. Until then, I'm Andre Harrison, they've been RJ O'Connell, Ryan Eric King, and Cam Buckley. Sayonara. And has anybody got a defibrillator for Cam? Anyone? Bitch, I don't need it. God, he's back! Shit! (laughs) Later, (laughs) y'all. Bye. (laughs) I I, I put my headset down, and I just walk, and I, I just... Threw my ass in bed. <laughs> and then I came back. <laughs> Was that too far? Not far enough? I, 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 I don't know. Just right. <laughs> just right. Beautiful. We've been, we've, we've been totally unhinged. Jason really just put in our chat the decision Alabama edition.